0: Hello, hello, hello! I'm Jan Goldstein, and welcome to All That Matters. I'm so, so thrilled that so many of you have joined us on this incredible journey. We are nearing our fiftieth episode, and very excited to share this first full year with you of episodes every Monday. They. Uh, come out with a new episode, 10 to 15 minutes of a story, something true, something about life and a way to reframe it, a way to look at it perhaps from a little different angle and add goodness to our lives, add life to our life, so to speak. Um, I learned a lot about reframing um, as I went through therapy years ago after I went through a difficult divorce and, um, and, and, and a whole new life of, um, of parenting, uh, as a, as a single man, um, of, uh, not only needing to nurture my children, but nurturing myself, uh, in the process and learning that if i didn't nurture myself there would be there would not be enough there to nurture my kids and then to later grow up and to marry a wonderful woman and to have a child and do that together but my original three really taught me a lot about parenting uh and my youngest now teaches me a lot um at a different stage in my life uh, in terms of all that matters, I think, what truly matters. And in truth, I've learned that from all my kids. And I've learned that from my parents. And I've learned that from the process of growing up. And I know each and every one of us is, carries with us wisdom we've learned. But We search for our place, it seems to me. I talk about this wonderful monologue from August Wilson in Joe Turner's Come and Gone, um, where he talks about a character losing his song and and his need to find his song, because when you have your song, you you sort of have your vision, you have your compass, uh, you have your anchor, uh, which allows you to go out into the world and to find other vistas and visions um, to embrace, but that you have that solid core, and that's your song. And I think as we grow up, we're always looking to, interestingly enough, not so much for our own uniqueness or our own song, but how to fit in. You know, as a child, did you ever have trouble fitting in? If not, do you remember the kid who did? Do you remember that kid? The look on his or her face, the way he or she shifted back and forth on the balls of their feet? I thought about that today uh, when a friend of mine told me about her daughter changing schools because, as one administrator told her, your daughter doesn't fit the profile of the kind of student we are developing which according to this friend was a way of saying they didn't want to deal with students who might actually have to struggle a bit. Her daughter has always done solid B work, but the school is is now billing itself as a college prep institution for the elite and has hired a publicity firm to sell the image. And her daughter made the cardinal sin of pulling a D in math last quarter. Uh, and now they're starting up a new year, and rather than have her take a makeup or hire a tutor or do extra work, the school prefers she move on where she might find a better fit. So my friend shared with me that her daughter Michelle has always been a little different, more uh, more a loner than a joiner, and. Always cool in her own way, obviously not the right kind of cool for an elite school. And with trepidation and high hopes, my friend drove her team to the new high school this week as they prepare for the coming year, wanting badly for her to feel good about the place, especially after this incredible pandemic and incredible struggle of the the past year, wanting to to start afresh and start anew. Um, At the end of her first day, to hear her daughter complain that the school was nice enough, but that the kids she met there in the outer office were definitely not cool. My friend's response was classic. This year, honey, you're going to have to look beyond cool. Now, contemplating what it's like for kids to fit in gets me thinking that the same holds true for us grown-ups. Some of us never quite get our footing in the adult world. Do you find that? I mean, we're tentative about choices. We're inhibited when it comes to social settings. We're unsure developing or committing to relationships. It's, it's as if everyone else passed the test and got their license to operate in the adult world And some of us are still trying to read the instruction manual, you know? And if this description doesn't fit us personally, perhaps it describes a friend or a a relative or someone we're interested in or a colleague or possible maiden whose potential we believe. You know, it's one thing to deal with fitting in while navigating the waters of adolescence. That's a a natural time for figuring out your place among your peers or slowly learning which in the array of choices feels right. It's a time of developing and for many it's a period of growth and shaping that gives way to maturity and responsibility. You know when when you're working to fit in as a grown-up you carry with you years of attitude and habits that have taken root and can prove more challenging to adjust but not impossible by any means, because after all, we're all works in progress. The trick to overcoming what may appear to be overwhelming obstacles of insecurity or awkwardness, fear of choices, is to reframe the challenge. People speak of the quest for healthy relationships or for a meaningful job or successful life choices. They speak of these things as a search for the, quote, perfect fit. Many put off taking a chance on romance or pursuing a job because they think all their ducks are not lined up in a row. But the perfect fit, like the perfect mate or the perfect job, is a myth, It's out there alongside weight loss guaranteed and one size fits all. Know what I mean? The challenge is not how to find perfection or discover where exactly each of us fits into the world. The challenge instead is to see how what we have to offer the world is indispensable. An individual contribution we alone can make. The question is not how we fit in, but rather how we make the world more fit, more truthful, more filled with the poetry of personhood, including ours. Now some of us are apprehensive about making so personal a contribution as if it were a power we dare not wield. But as Marian Williamson has stated so beautifully in her book A Return to Love. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And so, just as my friend was forced to find a new path for her daughter, and just as Michelle was admonished to look beyond cool, we who would make the journey to a new setting must reframe the route we are to take. And it's a journey within, a path to understanding our own uniqueness and spiritual power. You know, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the only thing of value in the world is an active soul. So let's begin there. Hmm? And as with every journey, the toughest part is the first step. In our quest to wake, to make the world more fit, more complete and soulful, we begin by stepping into our own soul and appreciating the gifts of our particular perspective, rejoicing in the way we value a piece of art or can learn different languages. We revel in the kinds of words that move us, the movies that get us thinking, the people who touch our hearts. We begin by stepping into our soul's universe, examining the way it has been hurt and the times it has felt healed. What healing touch was that? What image or caress or experience nourished it? Begin by stepping into your soul's truth, finding out how your actions can be more in step with your own beliefs. Because taking time to marinate in the goodness we find there and determining how the quality might emanate from us imbues our daily lives with an aura of meaning. This stepping into may lead us to change course. And if so, it's a cause for celebration. Look, I, I think by reframing the challenge before us as seeking, not perfection, not how to fit in, but seeking illumination, we alter our approach to living. And as Thich Han observes, if we don't change our daily lives, we cannot change the world. What kind of change is that? To change the world? That kind of change is beyond cool. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.